Hello, everybody out there in Radio World. This is your humble host, Zachary Scottle-Ferguson. <laughs> and this is your very arrogant host, Sam Ferguson. Uh, I uh, don't know what I'm doing with this humble schmuck, but uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll keep going. Um, Hello. Hey. We're getting up there. Hey. We're getting close to uh, what? How's it going? It's what's funny is before that Zach talks to me, like before we start rolling this. Um, also, this is two thumbs undecided. We, oh yeah, uh, we do we do movie. We talks about movies. We talk about films. We talk about very a variety of different things. Um, uh, so if you thought you were listening to, um, how did this two get thumbs made? Decided. Yeah. How did this get made? Um, stuff you should know. I don't know what else you listen to. If you thought this was the daily. Um, this isn't the daily. This we is don't really not talk about serial. Politics. Thank this, God. This is not serial. But we um, may talk about politics one of these days. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, that's a whole different world. Mm. Anyways. Um, oh yeah. Before we start rolling guys though, Zach was, is very aggressive. Uh, not... before we start rolling. And as soon as we start rolling, he just puts on this friendly guy. That, that's called, uh, that's called. Pod, I mean, radio podcast, radio etiquette. Also, I just want to let everybody know why I was so intense. Sam and I cannot, for the life of us, figure out how to clap in sync because Sam needs to sync this stuff up afterwards. And he does one, two, three, and then waits like a whole nother one, two, three to clap. And then I clap right after the freaking one, two, three. There's a bit of lag. There I is not the lag. There is no lag. I'm hearing you. Okay. See, now the guys is coming off. Hi, everybody. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> ah. All right. So we should start talking about um, some of the things. You also asked me how I am. I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. I can't complain. That's good. I'm. Uh, you can't complain. I watched a really good. I can't complain. I'm going to be heading. I'm. I'm going to be. We're, we're right now. We're doing a pre-record. Because um, yeah, what's going on? Currently, I'm on the road to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, so wow! So that's why we're doing the pre-record. You're coming home on Sunday, or I mean I'm today home on Sunday. <laughs> yes, yeah, today. Sam's as we are coming talking, on the road today. Home. That is great. Well, I guess I'll see you yeah. in a few uh, few hours. Though my Sunday yeah. is booked. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yes. Well, I mean, so you don't you don't have time to schedule me in. Well, you can come. Uh, maybe. Oh no, wait! I'm doing DM or D and D, but we can talk about that can later. Um, all right, whatever. So, um, uh, I think. Yeah. So let's get into some news. Yes. Um, Flip us some news. Wait one second. I am not. I'm not seeing anything on uh, the old IMDb page. Do you got any? Do you oh, have any news? Yeah, I, I have news. There's some pretty big news that just happened. Whoa. Um, are the the creme de la creme, the best uh, award show, the one that we talk about the most, just announced their nominations. Can you guess which one? The Spirit Awards. Yes, the Spirit Awards just announced their nominations mm. um, for everything. Yes. Um, so, of course, now my computer is frozen i so got you i know i can't but um it's the 35th spirit awards um 
And oh boy, we have let's just let's just go with the big stuff first. Best feature. We have um Is the Joker on there? Do you the Joker is not on there. See, this is this is what I love so much about the Spirit Awards is I feel like also the Joker that's not really an indie film. It's it's I feel like an I feel like some people are calling it a indie film just because it's, you know, Todd Haynes or is it no, looks sorry, like an indie film. Sorry, Todd Haynes. No, sorry, is not no, indie. not Todd Hayes. No, Todd Hayes is indie. I'm talking about Todd Phillips, sorry. Um Oh, yeah, you're right. Todd Hayes is indie. But he's not really indie anymore. He just has this new film that's coming out with Mark Ruffalo that does not look indie whatsoever. Todd Hayes? Uh, Honestly, this his next uh, picture he's doing seems to be like the most non-indie thing he's ever done. Because it's about big yeah, it, oil. It, it, it's it got Mark the yeah. Rough in it. Oh, shit. IMDb just changed their layout. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You got to. Um, oh, so I, I got the uh, things. Best feature. Let's go in order, okay? Uh, like, uh, Sorry, like you you and me go off, okay? You say the first one. Okay. So number one is um, A Hidden Life. Uh, number two uh, is... S- s- clemency. Clemency? Cl- n- yes. I don't know if that's... That's, it, that's Clemency. Cl- see, no, but there's C... Isn't C H Cole, K, Ch? No, that's Ch. Yeah, you're right. Clemency. It's clemency. Okay, Clemency. Don't. I've never heard that movie. Uh, it's it's uh, it has um, what's her face? Oh yeah yeah um, yeah with the with the um. Al- Alfred Woodard. Yeah, Alfred. Um, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred Goddard. No, no, Alfred. Alfred. Wendell Pierce. I'm just reading it on IMDb. That's how I. I'll free you. Free we all free. For... I feel like I've heard the. Actually, the reason why we don't know about it, it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> that movie doesn't come out until December twenty, uh, December twenty seventh. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh. Um. Well, farewell to that. Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin it. My. Uh, it's my turn. I'm sorry. The next. <laughs> The next one is uh, The Farewell by Lulu Wang. Uh, and, then, and then we got No uh, Bombax uh, Marriage Story. Uh, of course. And then we have Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Which also isn't out yet. But apparently but, um, it's getting, yeah. And then uh, uh, other stuff that's kind of hitting the a lot on here is Honey Boy and for Best Director. Honey Boy uh, and Best Supporting Male. Uh, last oh, okay. black man in Fran- San Francisco and Burning Cane. That these are oh, Burning Cane. Yeah, that's on there. Well, for best supporting male, Wendell uh, Pierce, who is from oh, so the, the wire. famous person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's, he's a good actor. So I mean, that's really ex- exciting. Spirit Awards. You know what's interesting? Okay, there's a movie I watched yesterday that I'm not. I I guess I'll I'll just have to hold it off you gotta until. Hold it off. Until we get to the end, you, gotta, um, you have to. Yeah. No, but we we here at um at uh two thumbs undecided. Uh, two thumbs undecided. I forgot. I <laughs> forgot what we were called. You for thought a we were cereal um, for a second. I thought we were cereal mm-hmm. produced by NPR. NPR, if you're listening, we are looking for producers. Yeah, we would love um, to get on that NPR uh, rollout. Not not that there's anything wrong. With Radio Free Bro- Brooklyn, we love you, even though we are paying you. 
but <laughs> do they listen to us? I think they scroll through us. Mm. I think there's a chance they might stop stop on us talking about this. Hey, I'm still okay but... with the with them because they gave us a platform. We have we can say anything we want. No, we love Radio Free Brooklyn. I love... it's, it's changed changed it's us. Changed me physically. Um changed our our it changed me physically at least. It's changed me I I'm getting a radio what? You, you changed you what? I was going to say changed me mentally. Now I see things. Oh, mentally. Mm, okay. I can sleep only for 2 um, hours. <laughs> Is that a good thing? That's no good. Huh? Mm. That's a bad thing. Oh. Um uh what was I going to say? Oh, anyways, we here at Radio Free Brooklyn love the Independent Spirit Awards as well. I feel like it's probably the prominent. Also, the hosts are always interesting, and it's always a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this year we could ask and maybe go to it. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, could we? But I doubt it. I... But I don't know. Maybe we could ask to be pressed. Mm. But this seems to be like an invite-only kind of situation. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's one thing that happened. The other thing that happened um, – I don't know if you saw this, but uh, yeah. um, okay. who, who's the one person that plays? Uh, oh yeah, Julio Roberts. Apparently, there's this news being circulated that Julio Roberts was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a movie that was going to be made of Harriet Tubman. Oh no. And Julio Roberts was an option. What? In '94, in 1994, when you were born. There was a movie. They wanted to cast Julia are Roberts you saying, as Harriet Tubman. Are you saying they like, hey, there's this boy who was born, and it's making me want to decide really weird suggestion. Let's cast I'm a white your woman. Bir- <laughs> as your birth inspired a slightly racist, racist uh, depiction of Harriet Tubman. Oh, man. Um, so instead of the boy it, I who... I think the decision happened at a Pittsburgh hospital. Oh, man. Like the it, doctor the, was, was like the I agent. The, yeah, <laughs> the doctor was an agent by day. Is that why they uh, called me... Doctor by night. Is that why they called me instead of the boy who lived, the boy who inspired a racist uh, casting decision? They, yes, and they, they the, what is it? Um, B... W. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to spell it out as an acronym. B. D- oh. B. I don't have the brain w- power for that. Yeah, I don't have the brain power. Right it's, now, it's like eleven o'clock. Yeah. Um. It, um if this was in the morning, uh, my brain is uh, like doctors have said, like at peak. But normally they just call you B W because people get tired. B W. Um, boy who. B W. <laughs> They're too lazy. Too lazy to finish uh, the acronym. Good old boy who. Boy who. That's <laughs> that is the prequel to Doctor Who. Before oh. he became a doctor, Ooh. boy who. Boy. This is the guy that's going to be playing uh, D and D when I get to. He can't schedule me in because he's playing uh, role playing games. Hey, I already clicked. Uh, I already. Uh, this is you know. D and D it it expands the mind physically. You know it. You a lot gotta... of expanding of minds. Radio Free Brooklyn is expanding your mind. You can't see me at home, folks, but my head is bulbous. 
from all this expansion. It's much like whenever you remember, like the one Superman comic book when Superman's brain gets big wow. because he has like a specific type of kryptonite. Thank you so much. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. But that is a 1950s, maybe 60s reference to when like hey. kryptonite made the uh, Superman do a lot of crazy stuff, make him old, make him fat, um, <laughs> made him get a little bit. Get a little bit frisky. I think well. honestly, there was other stuff where he just like turned different colors, or oh, that was yeah. also Batman. Yeah. Anyways, Batman. No, oh, Batman. Batman. <laughs> Fat Man. I think is AKA for uh, Kevin Smith, and I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm literally saying he calls himself Fat Man. Like he, I think he has a T-shirt. But do you think that's like a what's it called? Like reclaiming the word uh, no it, exactly it's exactly that it's like saying but it's the sort of thing that you can't call him if you're not fat well you can't you can't, you can't make fun of him now he's owned it and i think i mean uh, uh of course you could certainly make fun of you you could i think i mean him being fat man did i think help lead to his heart attack no offense to him also zach do you, have you ever heard of the Oh yeah, but marijuana saved his life. It did. <laughs> well, he's alive. Uh, yeah, that's what. Well, that's what he says. Is he had the heart attack when he was high, and the doctor said like, if you, if your heart was like for some, like your heart is like really like it, it, it would have been worse. But like wow. since you were smoking weed, your heart was like it was it was not as excited. So um, how do you how how do you think that situation went down? Okay, do you want out? Do you want? I'll be Kevin Smith, and you be. Who do you want to be? I'll be. I guess I'll be the doctor. Because who else am I going to be in this situation? No, th- uh, sorry. This is me um, having the heart attack. Okay. I, th- oh, okay. Wait, so is this I'll in be, poor? I'll, this is in poor taste. But you know what? We're a. We're, this is in poor taste. He survived. Oh, that's He's true. Fine. That's right. Okay, here we go. Um. All right. So I'll be. I guess I'll be the person because this all was right. before performance. So oh, I'll be man. the person calling oh, him on man. stage. Oh uh, comic. Um. You know what? I, hey, I, Kevin. Having Kevin Smith, you're on in five seconds. Uh, but I, I'm so, I'm so high. I'm so high right now. I think I should make a Kirk. Kirk. Three. <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> oh. What? Oh. A clerk's three. No. <laughs> yeah. Kirk's. <laughs> Kirk's. Oh wait. What's happening? Oh man. <laughs> I'll be back in 10 minutes. Okay. Hey, <laughs> Kevin Smith. That's me. <laughs> I think you're having a heart attack, man. No, man, you're just high. No, <laughs> I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> oh, man, I'm having a heart attack. Hey, anybody, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> anyone anyone to have this doobie? Doobie doobie. <laughs> oh. It's... Uh. it's e- Mm. <laughs> I think that's it. That was it. That was it. That was him. He was so high, and this is how he makes all his movies. Oh, is he gets so high and then just says dumb stuff. He's like, Mallrats! Or Dogma. <laughs> but have you have you heard of the um the movie pod? The, uh, Wait, that's how he created Dogma, by the way. He was high and he was looking at his dog, and, just, and then his mom came in, and he's like, okay, my next movie is going to be uh, a dog, and then, hello, Kevin boy, and ma, dogma. <laughs> That's like how um, 
in uh, Wayne's World 2, how he comes up with Woodstock. Oh, yeah. And, like, someone's just cutting wood, and he just, like, looks over, like, wood. Uh, and then it's, like, someone, I forget how he finds stock. I think he but... sees the poster for Woodstock. No, wait. Oh. Um, oh, it's been a while. No, isn't it, like, a different name? Like, he comes up with a different name. He like calls, he's about to be Woodstock. I think it's Wayne's And then it becomes some. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, too yeah. much difference. Um, but what I was going to say, oh, so um, have you heard of the show, um, the podcast, Blank Check? I have. Um, I've never listened to it, but the guys. You should listen to it. It sounds, it's um, the guy who helps run it. He's on Comedy Bang Bang quite frequently. But it sounds, in- oh, really? it sounds really interesting. Honestly, it sounds like something like we would do on this show. Who is that guy? I don't. Who is that guy? I don't know his name, but he played the recent Mothman guy or the sidekick on the Tick. We should get that. Guy. Oh, I, was, I thought. Okay, wait. He's on that show. Not anymore. It's been canceled. No blank check. He's on blank check. Yes, I believe so. Right? Uh oh. No. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure his name. Is I don't know. I can't. It's computer's not fast enough. All right, I, my com- my computer. Griffin Newman. Griffin fast. Newman. Griffin Newman is in that show. Yes, pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. He's one of the two. I don't think he's one of the two. I'm I'm pretty sure, man. I'm like. All right, you. I mean, I only have one me. hand right now. Anyways, the thing with them is uh, they are, like, encyclopedic knowledge of movies. Like, they, they know so much. Yeah, Blank about, Check, like, the, like, blank check if, with Griffin the, and Dave. Oh, so it is? Okay, it's Griffin. So the thing with, with them is, like, they say, a, they say a, if you say, like, hey, 2000, 2008 March, what was the highest grossing film? Like, they'll be like, I know exactly what was the highest grossing film of that month. Now, is it because they did research beforehand? Or is it one of those things where they're just bringing it up and they're like, yes, that. I don't know. But it's a good show. I mean, it's two hours, so it's a bit of a commitment. But they also really like Ang Lee. Like, I think, actually, I was listening to an episode about Hulk. Like, the original Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, yeah. I always liked that movie. I think he was the... well, it was the first time I've heard people say they really loved Hulk. And I normally, I, like, people shit on that movie all the time. I I've, so, I, I watched it as a kid, and I also thought... I remember I remember there were some slow moments, but I didn't think that it was... I like the I, slow moments. The it. thing is, is it in a lot of superhero movies, there's, you know, they become superheroes quite quickly, and that's it. I thought in the Hulk, yeah. it took a while... Before he became Hulk, that and Superman, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. yeah. So I like. Hulk. All right, so I guess we should. Uh, that's all my news. Um, should we get into the topic? Yes. Okay. So I was thinking today, life is full of ups and downs, and what brings us all together, and you know, makes hopefully people happy. Whether you're a villain or anybody, you need friends. You need friends. Drugs. And, drugs. And lovers. Oh, friends. Yes. Okay. Drugs. All right. Maybe your best friend is a drug dealer, you know? Oh, true. Uh, like high high society. Exactly. Well, you need 
to get drugs, you need to make acquaintances. And maybe that acquaintance mm-hmm. turns into a friendship. And so what mm-hmm. I like to talk today about is uh, partners and friendship, classic friendships within Hollywood. Now, we, I think this is a broad topic. Maybe on another episode we can talk about famous duos. But uh, I want to try to stick towards, like, behind the scenes, like people who we know are pretty good friends. For example, I'll just go right off the bat, you know, our good old pal, old producer of the show, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. George Lucas used to be, like, the crony. I always thought of him as the crony of Francis Ford Coppola. But then he met his Mm -hmm. nerdy, you know, like the nerd who didn't want to get drunk and do drugs, Steven Spielberg. Like, Steven Mm -hmm. Spielberg was the kind of guy who, like, he would be invited over to, like, a cool, really cool party with a lot of beautiful women and drugs and alcohol. And he would probably be, like, playing with his action figures. You know? He would be, yeah, like... Yeah, he'd be playing video games. But, yeah. And so here's what I... I'm confused about this topic because this was... This is Zach's idea, so I just want to clarify some things. How do we know, like, if we're talking friends... Uh-huh. Like, when I think, like, there's a lot of Hollywood friends that aren't, they're not actually friends. They're just kind of, like, they're in the same bubble. Like, maybe, how do we know that they're actually friends? Uh, Just, you know, rumors and also, like. I feel like the media, just, like, as soon as we think that someone's going to be friends, we just instantly, like, they're fucking friends. Well, okay. that's not always the case. But here's the thing. The, uh, The reason why I'm thinking that they're friends is not that they're partners in the sense that, like, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, I think they, you know, that there are some partnerships where it's like, okay, yeah, like the Rat Pack. Well, yeah, like the well, the Rat Pack. I think they were friends. I'm saying Jerry Lewis yeah. and Dean Martin. They were. I mean, towards the end, they hated each other. That's why they split. Um, mm. And then I, I brought up, you know, broad ch- the Broad City ladies. I imagine they're pretty mm-hmm. good friends. Then Tim and Eric, and this is why I want to stay away from classic duos and talk about more like people who are in the same area or like, I, you know, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Do you think they're friends in real life? Well, I mean, I think, yeah. and that's where I'm, I'm just so honestly... I'm just so skeptical of any real friendships friends in Hollywood that like the media talks about. Like I think they're obviously like they get along. Like I don't think that they have this, but I don't think like Snoop Dogg is like hanging out with Martha Stewart. I think now like they were just like they got along and now like everyone's just like yo, that is the best like two completely different people and now let's just put them together and like let's make a show of it. And and they're kind of just like, yeah, it's making us money. We don't mind each other. We like he makes me laugh. It, we're, you know. So I don't know. Like I really, I have no idea. Uh, but it does bother me how much like the media does clam on to these friendships and being like, this is like the number one friendship. Like for instance, I'm just I just looked this up on Ranker. Um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah, they must be friends. Like those two. They're definitely friends. Like, those two have gone through a lot. They went through SNL. And I think a lot of those people on, on that season of SNL 
um, like the 2000 season of SNL, I think all of them are friends and still are friends. Um, um, here's the thing about comedy. I, I mean, it's something that I would love to be more a part of, but it is hard not to be really good friends with people who you share a great on stage chemistry. I don't know. I mean, you know, after a while, of course, like with the Beatles and bands, you know, it becomes repetitive. But when it comes to improv and comedy, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, mm. it, you can meet someone who's very different to you, like with so in their social life. But if you can write a great movie or do on stage chemistry, it's it's. I wouldn't say orgasmic, but it's like a really no. Say it. Say it. I just. I guess I said it. I mean, I. I. It's not orgasmic because. No, but that would, I want you to say it's orgasmic. I. I mean, that would be because you brought up orgasmic. Okay, it's orgasmic in this. Also, just to tell you guys, I am currently still at my office. Uh oh. So. Hopefully no one is nearby listening to me yell or gasp. I hope they did. I hope the janitor is standing there and going like, "This is the best thing ever." Well, they probably would love it. Yeah, he's just uh, um, just being like, hearing the word orgasmics. That's it for me. I that I'm done. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm, what's oh, what's that okay. from? Like the P.T. Anderson. P.T. Anderson. Um, oh, so what I'm another classic. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying like. Yeah, on stage performances when it's in the moment, it's a beautiful thing, and you want to share that. But in real life, but that's something also. I just like because I feel like the same way with like when people fall in love with their co-stars. You know, you like you have you you fall in love with your the person that you're in love with that happens so many times i think it's hard like actors not and actors. it's not it's hard to i mean i'm real professionals or not real professionals but like it's hard you share this moment of you know working off each other and and learning like what the best if they're really good at their craft like i don't i doubt well i don't doubt it but like a say the guy from deuce bigelow the male gigolo I imagine he hmm. – I don't know if he felt – there's not, like, a legendary story of Rob Schneider going, like, wow, my female uh, lead partner is so, – we have such great chemistry. I mean, this is this is legendary. I'm falling in love with this woman. I doubt there was something with that. I imagine it was, like, let's read this stupid script, make money, and leave. And then – Oh, yeah. No, I mean, not all the case, but I'm saying, like, when it comes to – those kind of relationships that develop first on screen, it's hard for me to, like, is that real? Like, I, I've never had that where I've, like, you know, fall in love with or, like, become, uh, like, be, like, I, I mean, I haven't acted in a bit, but, like, if your friendship develops from, and I think comedy is separate. I think comedy is a separate thing. But if you're, if you were a friend in a movie with someone, I think that like that friendship I don't think it it I think when you become older and older and you get more and more experience I feel like that that like it's it's you can car you can com compartmentalize a little bit better. Well, I think and, a like, lot of these kind of these friendship things um a lot like I'm I'm seeing a lot of these like true friendships they come from people who started off in plays or like a Broadway thing or 
or improv. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of those, that, like, when you start from the bottom. Because that's real. Now, as they say, from your, you're from the top. Yeah, you, you're starting off. Um, and it's not just with plays. I think it's it's with all sorts of things. But, um, but like, there's so many stories of people. Uh, like, for instance, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Oh. They well, they were are bums together. Friend, yeah. I mean, they were friends because they literally just wrote the film together. They were literally just like random people in Boston. <laughs> so there's like those sort of friends in in cinema who are just like literally start from the bottom. But you, you're right. There's a lot of actors as well. Like um, I saw the minimal amount of prepare or. Er, Research I did on this. Jimmy Stewart and, uh... Oh, oh, oh Mary! Who, yeah. Wait, who are you, ta- are you talking about, uh, Frank Kappa? Oh, hey, Frank, Frankie boy. Maybe, hey, I for, honestly... Let's do a movie together, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, hey, I think I'm smoking some of Kevin Smith's doobie. I'm having a heart attack, oh. Oh, here we go. BFF. No, 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 Jimmy no, no, Stewart no. and Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Henry Fonda and James Stewart Jim... were lived together. Jimmy Stewart um... and uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, hey, Kevin Smith, oh you're God. you're a fat man. <laughs> oh, th- thanks, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. I love Jimmy you. Stewart is a very skinny, like dangerously skinny. Now, anyway, there's um, a team up. A skinny Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda and J- Jimmy Stewart were lived together in the 30s and wow. roomed together and both went to actors I guess Meetings. it was called the actors apartment two uh they were two calm men two instead of 12 angry men oh uh all right yeah i guess hmm. numbers and men are in there two white men um yeah uh, I'm just I'm just reading through some of this. Um, so other classic stuff, like classic friendships, is say like um, Jack Black and Kyle Ga- uh, Glass. Is it Gas? Glass. Kyle Glass. Yeah, from Tenacious D. They met each other at like some con, oh, like yeah. some band thing, you know, live performances, mm-hmm. and they became. Fast friends, you know. It's those collaborations, yeah. those love for the same kind of stuff. Um, because of course, uh, the one that keeps popping into my head, like, I mean, they did it together, but um, Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito are like lifetime long friends behind the scenes. They are. They are. They're really good. Fr- I mean, I always, I always saw like these old photos of them hanging out together, and they would cast each other in each other's movies. Really? Um, I had no idea. Yeah, there's like a cowboy movie that had Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Um, but of course, that started off from uh, Who Framed One Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No, the um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I I was rewatching some of that the other day. It's a good and movie. Man, Danny DeVito is so great. He's very like like he's such a good actor. But the thing is, is like he started becoming like in the '90s. Maybe we should do a whole episode on, on Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. See if maybe days. he can uh, come along. I feel like he would. Maybe. He's a New Yorker, a, right? 
I feel like I feel like he's more of a New Yorker than an LAer, but uh, there's a there's an episode, um, or no, there, there's a an account on Twitter called Danny DeVito Facts, mm. um, and uh, it just <laughs> it's basically it turned in it, it's basically just this this account that's just like just tweets just how much it loves Danny DeVito constantly, um, and like does it in funny ways. But they've liked a few of my things that I've. They have tweeted wait, and stuff. Wait, on your personal tweet? On my own personal, yeah. Because I got to tell you, um, we're getting... Never mind. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll finish my sentence. We're not getting any res- like likes or re- uh, reposts from our... Then again, I guess I don't really tweet anything. I just read tweet stuff. None of us are really. Uh, none of us are that good at social media. I feel. Well, I'm at the moment, um, I just I uh, don't have anything to say or want to say. I everything. You know what I'm more of, my friend. My you're my friend. You know how did that? You know that you that's funny. See, we had the fortune. Was this whole episode just to talk about how our friendship began? Well, no, I mean, I just think it's an important thing to have in life is friends. You know, hmm. you can't. Where where was the? What happened? Did something happen this week that you just wanted to talk about friends in Hollywood? (laughs) Well, okay, it's funny. I first started off uh, the the top the topic we were first gonna start off on was the mindset that one has to have to be in Hollywood, like people who go crazy or you know stay up all night. I'm telling you, friends at home. I'm gonna just time card this. Uh, currently, I'm making a cartoon called Elon Musk versus the Flat Earthers, and mm. it started off as a joke, you know, like a quick turnaround, like uh, a weekend, a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Now it's taken me almost two years, and I've gotten so intense with the animation, like several hundreds of pages, rotoscoping, and I'm, I haven't even started animating it, and I'm freaking losing my mind. I become a hermit, Sam. This is my only. Anyways, back to the <laughs> back to the topic. What I'm saying is, I need friendship is good because friends keep you anchored to reality. But also, I think that what's important as, to talk about as well is like, I, I remember watching an episode with uh, Michael, uh, what's his name, Michael J. Fox. No, not Michael J. Fox. Michael, um, G- Michael Jackson? J. Jackson. Oh my. Okay. Is that his name? Michael J- Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, not Michael Jackson. Um, Michael. What is? It's not J. Oh, J. Jordan. Michael. Michael J. Yeah. Well, the uh, the guy from The Wire. Oh, Michael. Name. I know who you're talking about. Michael. Um, I'll look it up. But anyways, the um, the guy who plays um. Omar? No, not. Oh yeah, no. He was in... Michael J. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, he plays. Um, uh, what happened? Creed. To... The guy that's in Creed. Yeah, no, that's B. It's Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. That's. I think I'm confusing Michael J. Fox. And I'm trying and to remember his character in The Wire. What happened to? He's the kid. What happened He's to the, the kid? There's a famous line where the guy's like, "What happened to him? He... What happened to Spruce? No." I forget, but I just. It, yeah, I'm gonna but look it I up. don't want to ruin anything from the wire. But um there is an interview that he that he was giving, I think it might have been Hot Ones, 
but he was talking about how um, he had, like, the question was brought up about how he had to, like, leave, like, like was it hard, like, did you had to, like, leave friends behind? Like, was there, like, friends that you had to, and he, like, like was very honest, just, like, said, like, yeah, man, like, sometimes you just go in so fast, you just forget all, like, you leave a lot of your friends behind. Ah. And he was just, like, and, and he just kind of just was, like, yeah, and you just kind of, like, leave, like, if you're, if you're just, you know, you're in a different place, and they're, and they, you know, you're just, you that's the risk you take, I guess. Well, there is the thing about French, and we talked about budding relationships, you know, beautiful, power strong, you know, um, here's another example, Tobey Maguire and Le- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio apparently have been friends for years. Yeah. Uh, but th- that's an interesting story. But because they're they're very like I mean I think of them as completely different like actors well, and like their career. Poor Toby, he hasn't had a movie or TV show since. Honestly, I think that that uh, that Babylon, the Will Ferrell show, Tales from um, Tower of Babylon or something. But and I love Toby Maguire. His acting is it's not you know fantastic, but it's cultish in the sense of like the way he moves mm-hmm. his body so but i think they became friends on the on the i mean they they were both kid actors and i think they were mm-hmm. in hackers together but don't quote me they are like wizards mm. the like some computer wizards yeah some computer wizards. thing anyways so something that also happens in hollywood is you do lose friends say like a dean martin and jerry lewis and a, a but also you lose the friend but I'm also I'm a little bit more interested in as well as the friends that you lose who don't become big. Like the friends who you like if you get too big and like your friend is like trying to keep up. Like that's sadder to me. That like well that it's a lot of, sadder and I don't like that. Thing is is it happens and a classic example of that is Quentin Tarantino with his old mm, you know his writing friend his writing well his uh roger avery i think is his name or was that the fox news guy uh i think it's the fox news guy but, uh no um, i mean all the guys from i mean he was famous it's it's known that like he kind of left all those guys behind from his video shop like store like the but also it was the the Sorry, I'm looking this up as well. Yeah, you're right. Roger Avery. Oh, thank goodness. Um, um, I feel like half the time we do get the names pretty close. Yeah, but nobody... And then we just stressed out about, like, if it is right or not. Because of but all anyways... those people saying, like, you got the name wrong. I want to scream at you. Yeah. Scream Every at time. me. Anyways, uh, at Zach, not me. They always scream at, like, let me talk to Zach. Yeah, scream at me. Um, I can take it. You know why I can take it? I... Because I have friends. I have a very thin skin. I have friends. I have a very thin. You do have friends. I ha- you have a friend in me. I have, yeah, exactly. I, um, every time I get yelled at, I go, Sam, someone was mean to me. And then we smoke and a doobie, and then I and then we talk about clerks. Hmm. And then and, how, and then like, I have a heart the attack. Best film ever made. No, well, <laughs> Clerks is not half bad. Every other movie, he. Sh- he uh, no offense, I don't think he should make movies. <laughs> Tusk was interesting. Tusk was it was it had a really weird Johnny Anyways, Depp scene. Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so Roger Avery, Tarantino. But yeah, so he left all the the people from his his not only from his his movie store, but also like he befriended 
And the classic story with Roger Avery, Roger Avery also worked at the movie store, right? Like, they were friends, right? Uh, that I can't uh, touch on. Well, I'm pretty sure Roger Avery was, like, friends with him, like, completely separate from movies or anything. But they were both writing scripts at the same time. And the whole story of Bruce Willis, like, his whole story arc about, like, beating up the boxer and that whole thing was was his story, Roger Avery's story. Mm. And uh, Tarantino took that and put it into his movie without telling Roger Avery. What are you doing, Zach? You're just looking at your phone. Oh, you can see me? Yes. Oh, uh, sorry. I was Yeah, I was looking up uh, Bruce Willis stuff. Anyways, uh, he, oh, he used so, yeah, to have he's hair. He's looking at Roger Avery, or so he, like, he looked up, uh, or he like took Roger Avery things mm. without telling him. And then he calls up Roger Avery and is like, hey, can I, can I get... R- the writer credit for this and then roger avery's like no you like basically verbatim took my my story like and you even (laughs) took some of the lines and stuff and he said it with that you can't get the writer's credit yeah he said it in that kind of tarantino but then but then tarantino oh did i say an accent well you said tarantino then got like upset by it and was just like no like i wrote this film it's like i got the writer's credit it's like no like this is and thankfully, he did push for it, and they both, whenever Tarantino won for Best Screenplay at the Oscars, they both won. And he was not, um, well, he didn't like his decorum, because I remember um, the the speech, and I read it in that one book before I couldn't read it no more, Down in Dirty Pictures, um, where, like, Quentin Tarantino was very, like, elegant, like, thank you, Academy, thank you, this couldn't have, you know, we were, and then uh, Ro- Roger... Avery was just like, okay, thanks, everyone. I have to go pee. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was like... I think, but it's, I'm looking at his career, Roger Avery's career, and it's kind of interesting. He was an executive producer on Beowulf. <laughs> the CGI movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's just kind of had a weird... Robert Zemeckis, I think. Career. Well, you know, people... Uh, Hollywood is a weird, weird place. You know, you can do Pulp Fiction one day and then Beowulf the other. I mean... Also, apparently, the background radio dialogue was written for in Reservoir Dogs was written by him. Oh, that's cool. Like he wrote the the radio dialogue. So it sounds like they were like in cahoots, and then Quentin Tarantino after Pulp Fiction. I mean, I don't know if you saw his segment in the movie Four Rooms. He was playing himself, mm-hmm. where he's this super crazy mm-hmm. director who's mm-hmm. like trying to cut off people's fingers. Um, I didn't, but that's the other thing is Tarantino also abandoned all those people. Well, besides, I guess, which people, Robert Rodriguez, but like everyone in the four rooms, because four rooms was about the the people who were in Sundance with him. Ah. Like it was the class of whatever they called the class of ninety five or six or whatever it was. The beginning of the indie phase. Yeah, I guess he. I mean, he definitely was the beginning. I don't know if he was like the very. I guess he was kind of the very beginning of the indie phase. Mm, I, um, I really love to dis- – I mean, of course, the classic John Cassapetis is the uh, – I'm talking 90s indie phase. Like, it goes in waves. Like, he was definitely part of that crowd. Though, you know who I would – You like, know who I would say was the first of that group, if I remember that book? What? Don Dirty Pictures. Was uh, yes. Steven uh, Sondheim. Oh, not Steven. Sondheim, no. yeah. Sam. Oh, not Sondheim. Steven Sodenberg. Sodenberg. Not s- wh- whatever you said. I think that's the act of fellatio. 
You said you said Stephen Sodom Sodomheim. I hope that janitor is listening to this. Oh my god! All right. Um. So whatever. With sex, yes, down, like sex lies and videotapes. Sex loves and videotapes. Yeah. Sodenberg. <sighs> Sodenberg. Yes. Um. Um. But oh, so touching on your thing about how um, I mean, this is a little off topic about how like. Quentin Tarantino got mad about like the writing credit or whatever. This is why I always feel a little strange telling people people my ideas or stories because anybody can steal anything. Mm-hmm. Anybody, you know, they can yeah. they can take it if they had the oomph, the bump, the grand grand. And this is where this is people are going to be looking back onto this and being like, this is how Sam and Zach. Drifted apart, turned into enemies, and tried. Because I'm gonna steal your, your, your. I'm gonna make my own cartoon of Elon Musk versus the Flat Earthers. Hey, man, honestly, at this point, if you did it, I'd be like, it's just good to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally it's going crazy. It's coming along. I'm going. It's coming. It's fucking. When it's done, it's freaking, going to be amazing. But I'm gonna be an old spinster. By the time that you're it's you're not you're close. You're already color grading. No, I'm not. Well, you're close. No, <laughs> I'm still animate. Uh. <laughs> how how much how much animations do you have left? All right. How how long? Do I you think, think I think left? this weekend is the last. Like, if I really power through, and don't you know enjoy the night as it were, so I can wake up early, I think I can get done with drawing wise by this weekend. Then you're close, like that. You're so close. But then I have my furry movie. Ah, uh, it's it's not. You know what? Hey, but Zach, we both have a lot of projects that. I mean, you are much further along than a lot of the my projects. Well, I mean, yeah, you, your film projects. You're much further along, but uh, you know. I am looking. Here's buddy. fans at home. I am looking forward to the Thanksgiving break, because. Sam is coming. Well. Sam's going to be there. Sam's lady friend's going to be there. We can ching-ching it up with some wine or chocolate milk, as one calls it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what it's all about. It's not just about friendship. It's about family. And sometimes mm-hmm. friends become family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that boy from the shop around the corner. Uh, who who started off as the newspaper boy and became part of the oh yeah and then and then he slowly but surely yeah but I think uh, what else what so we are getting close to the ten minute mark where we're going to talk about films mm-hmm. um what's other friends in film that you maybe wanted to talk about but well here's it I mean sorry here's the classic version so we talked about like on stage and all this stuff um and then you have your high school sweethearts and my mm. favorite my favorite the one that like really has dug in deep and has at the moment has corrupted my soul into doing this profession till the day I die is Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell who met in acting class in high school like in their drama hmm. class and sa- it was the same thing with like S- Sam Raimi was the guy who would like play with action figures in the hallway or you know write these scripts and be like hey Bruce you want to help me out here and then Bruce would do it um but that they stuck together 
and it was good that Bruce was at least, I mean, you make these friendships, and you stick it onto it. Um, you stick it onto it. <laughs> I I have a friend who is doing the opposite and wants me to take down all the stuff we did because he's a teacher now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, That's stupid. Which I don't blame him because a lot of uh, our old stuff. Uh, who is it? I'm not going to say out loud. All right. I'm just saying it's, um, you know, like some people stay as actors and like really mm-hmm. ride out the dream. But here's the thing. Other people, they make movies as their kids and then life. One of the people I was going to say, and this is something that I think is kind of interesting. Uh and I think that this is something, uh, Lena Dunham, this is slightly off. Lena Dunham, you know Lena Dunham, of course. I do. Lena Dunham has a friend named Andre Gelman. Mm, of course she does. Uh, and and- Andre Gelman was, she was in, uh, she was the inspiration of Allison Wil- Williams' character, and character Marnie on Girls. You're, you're making uh, all these names up. What? Who are these people? We don't watch Girls. I'm just saying, I only know this because I my girlfriend talks about this kind of thing. But I, Audrey Gelman is friends with Lena Dunham, uh-huh. and Audrey Gelman made this society in New York City the fl- called the Wing. Ooh! And the Wing is, and this is like an interesting way of friends who are in show business, but kind of still remain friends, but are able to. Do normal stuff. Use their their friends' fame and their friends' kind of their friends' clout to kind of push their clout a little bit more. But to be fair, Audrey Gelman was a, is a business is an also a political staffer. But it I mean mm. it's hard to not acknowledge that like if she didn't know this friend, uh, Lena Dunham, it probably wouldn't it might not have. The wing, her the company she has now. She's literally the wing have... beneath her, the wind be- beneath her wing. See, that's another thing, yes. uh, something we didn't but, touch but, on. When I, sorry, the thing I want to keep saying is yeah. like the wing is this community in New York City for women to kind of network, but it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it's it's partially because it's run by her and like there is like this connection to like this legitimate. There's, um, I don't know. I think that, like, because, like, when I first heard about it, they were just like, it's Audrey Gelman, friend of Lena Dunham. Mm. And I was like, oh. oh. So, like, I, I can see where it's coming from. Anyways, there's that kind of friendship as well, that they kind of have their own, like, the friend kind of has their own thing. They're doing their own business stuff. See, that's but, like, another. they're still friends with these other people, and it allows them to kind of, like, make their own well, business. Well, that's another cool friendship stronger. that I, I don't – I need to do more research on is, like, friends who are friends with people you would never expect. So, like, say, yeah. who knows? Maybe uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Justin Rowland is, like, best friends with the two guys who made Ben and Jerry ice creams. Mm-hmm. Like, who who knows? We're also – we're also running out of time. Yes. So do we want to do we want to talk about the movies we've seen? Uh, yeah. I'll just do a quick thing. Uh, friendship is what makes the world go round. So get it while it's hot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so the movie I saw, I haven't seen any movies, but I finished 
the two seasons of the show Lodge 49, and I can now officially say it is a great show, and I I love it. It's 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 surreal. It's easier to watch. It had this Twin Peak feel to it, but it was easier. Like it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't trying to be like so far gone surreal wise it just felt like Mm -hmm. a guy really i mean several people in the show grasping for something and you know sometimes you try to shoot for those big stars like we're gonna save the day or like make something like make gold out of nothing but really it's the symbolism of just once again just having friends being like Mm -hmm. being there for each other and i'm really sad because it was canceled off of AMC, and I don't understand. I mean, I understand maybe why, because maybe viewership or didn't have a nice time slot, but it's canceled, and I'm really hoping that it's one of those shows that is picked up on, say, Netflix or streaming. It's produced by Paul Giamatti, so I hope he hmm. he's really got. I everybody out there, if you you know write letters, write letters to AMC saying give us Lodge Forty Nine. It's a great show. Hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see that one show, Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Trash, Mighty Can? What? Mighty Trash. Um. There's this one. I forget what it's called. Um. Oh, the Chris Gethard show. There's a Chris Gethard show. Okay, maybe this is giving it away. But there's a Chris. Do you know the Do you know who Chris Gethard is? I've heard of him. And I've heard of the show. He had a show in which that he had Paul Shear and Jason Manzukas on. Ooh. And it was a great show. I think you should look that up and watch it. Cause it's all about like there's he has brings a dumpster in and Jason Manzukas and Paul Shear have to guess what's in the dumpster. And it's like one of the funniest episodes I've ever seen of anything. Of like but it's the show itself is okay, but like this episode specifically is great. All right, I will I will look Anyways, that up. What all I saw, what I saw, was um, waves. Do you know, know the movie Waves? I've heard about it. It's um, what's about, and should I see it? It's so. It's about. I don't even think I want to give away what it's about because I went into it not knowing anything about it. Um. Uh, by the way, it's a Trey Edward Schultz film. Um, he's done a slew of films. Um, he did. Um, uh, it follows. Oh, I think was his most. It follows. Did, oh no, sorry, not no 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 no. Oh, Take sorry. He did. It comes at night. He did this film called It Comes at Night. Um, and then he the and then he did uh, Krisha. Um. But this is his most recent film, and it was so good. Like, I highly recommend it. Okay. I'd say it's Good Time meets Place Beyond the Pines Ooh. meets um, – I think those are the two influences, honestly. Wow. I have Place such – Place Beyond the Pines and Good Time. It's funny. I haven't seen Place Beyond the Pines in a while, but that movie has such a strong memory in my mind. But it's actually – it was colored in the building that I'm in right now. It was wow. colored by the mill. What well, colored me and, surprised? Well, I will. Color me waves. I'll do that. Color me waves, which is what people in the building. But it's also oh. it's it's one of the first films in which I feel like a lot of times people take like 
Kanye West or they take Frank Ocean and they just put it on a song just to be hip mm. or they put it on a movie just to be hip. But like this was like the first movie I've seen in which it takes these songs and like you can tell that like uh, Trey Edward Schultz like really loves these songs and like really knew how to use these songs. Um, and also like there was this thing, you know me with aspect ratios. You love it. He did this thing with aspect ratios that was I have not seen where it jumps to like three different aspect ratios throughout the movie like depending on like the feeling of the film and it's very apparent like what the aspect ratios are um like it's like a you can tell kind of if you look if you know but like maybe some people might not know but like if you know you can tell that he did a switch um and it it was i i recommend it for everyone lucas hedges is great in it Mm -hmm. um Everyone does a really good job. It's like a high school. I the one thing I will say about it, it's like a high school film about this family that kind of falls apart. I guess is the only way I can really talk about it. Um, and everyone just does a really like it's really well acted. It's 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 a great movie. Like I really loved it. But there was these two fucking kids <sighs> who sat next to me. Who just didn't like? I was watching this at like ten thirty, and they didn't sh- shut up. Ooh. And this one guy comes over, and I thank God for this guy, because this guy comes over and sits next to these kids, and he's just like, "Hey guys, if you if you stop talking now, we're not gonna have a problem. We're not gonna have a problem. But if you guys keep talking, we're gonna have a problem." Oh my so goodness! Sh- shut up! <laughs> and mean, then he goes back to his seat. That I mean, that's, then, that's great, but I gotta say that I mean that is scary. That's how talkers. It, it, was, it was kind of scary, but I feel like that was the only way to shut them up. What were they talking they, about? N- who? Nothing. <laughs> they were just making noise. No. They were just these fucking kids who were just talking throughout the film. And it's probably we've probably gone over at this point, honestly, with the, the show. So maybe we should just say goodbye. I, I gotta. Oh, okay. Well, Godspeed. I just want to say real quick. I'm sorry to Martin Scorsese, but my movie theater experiences have all been so horrible recently. Except at... All right, bye, everyone. (laughs) Except New York Film Festival. Godspeed. All right, find a friend. Godspeed. Bye. Bye. Spider-Man.